Welcome everyone to the Tiffany Talks podcast show where we discuss holistic health, healing, and helping others in 30 minutes or less. I'm Tiffany Patlin, self-healing specialist and best-selling author of Unlocking Your Ability to Heal, and I have an immense passion to heal the world. Today on this episode, I will be talking about cutting, or it's also known as self-mutilation. And I want to ask you, to all you listeners out there, have you ever hurt yourself on purpose because you were full of so much emotional pain, you did not know what to do with yourself? Or are you someone that experienced abuse as a child and you feel so out of control but yet you know that you're able to control how you hurt yourself. So that's why you do it. Today, I will share with you my personal experiences with cutting research and solutions for you. If you are cutting or if you are a caregiver of someone that is cutting. So for me in 1993, I turned 11 that year in July and I had started sixth grade that fall. And that's when I was being bullied even more than I was the previous year. I didn't have a close relationship with um, my mother or my father or my older brother, whom all I lived with. I felt alone. I had so many mixed emotions that I did not know what to do with. Um, I spent a lot of time alone in my room and I just pondered life. Um, But I never really got any clear answers. Uh, The very first time that I cut was, I remember we were living in an apartment. Uh, My father worked. My mother was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, My two little brothers were already born. Uh, They were very small. They were very young, like toddlers, um, maybe one and three years old or something like that. And then my older brother, um, you know, he's like a year and a half older than me. And he, you know, was doing his thing, trying to find his own identity. You know, he had his own things that he had to do with himself He was not very um, into trying to figure out what his little sister needed help with. You know what I mean? He had his own thing, and I do not fault him for that at all. Um, But around this time, I remember having some severe issues with, you know, having a relationship with my mother. Um, I really needed to have that strong female relationship. role model, that nurturing, and I I wasn't getting what I needed. And I didn't know to speak up and to ask for that. There were just so many things I didn't know. I was just almost, it seemed like floating through the wind, just experiencing things, not knowing things. And um, I remember we got into an argument, my mother and I, and don't even remember what it was about. She kicked me out of the apartment. I was barefoot. I was wearing a sleeveless jersey. I think that I had worn to bed as pajamas. So I was not presentable to be outside. I was embarrassed. Uh, But right outside to the right, there was a wall. And on the other side of that wall was a big deserted um, area. And so that's what I did. I went to go hop that wall and uh, sit around 
on the other side. And I just walked around in the desert barefoot and I was so angry. I was full of so much anger. I, you know, I remember that to this day. And I saw some broken beer bottles all along the ground that looked like um, people had been partying there and, you know, they were just hanging out and left these, this trash there. So I don't know what compelled me to do this. I've never heard about cutting, never heard about self-mutilation. I didn't even know it was a thing. And I just picked up a piece of glass and I carved in my arm. I hate mom. And looking back, I now realize that it wasn't that I hated my mom. It was that I was so severely upset that I wasn't getting what I needed from her. And again, I didn't even know what that really was. Um, looking back, it's, it was attention. It was affection. It was understanding. It was nurturing. It was all these things that I needed. And now that I know, which my mother was ne has never been um, diagnosed with mental illness, but it is my belief that she has mental illness and she could benefit from healing. Uh, but what I've come to learn is that when somebody is, you know, suffering from symptoms of mental illness, we can expect them to take care of us the right way or to provide what we need when they themselves don't know what they need. And that has helped me a lot um, to have compassion towards my mother and to start that healing process, which includes forgiveness. And I am now so grateful that I'm in the position to now say that I love my mother and I miss my mother, although I have set a firm boundary um, to not have her in my life because of the way that she has chosen to live. And I respect that she has, it's her life. She can make the decisions and choices that she wants. The thing is, is that I too, as an adult now, have the ability, the control and the choice to protect myself and my family and my children. And I do not want them to be around somebody that chooses to um, live their life the way that they do that I don't agree with um, because it has an impact on my children. Uh, children are very influential. So it's really important to be mindful of who your children are speaking to, who they are hearing from, who they are around, the music they listen to, what they're watching on TV, like all of this stuff matters. <clears throat> so that was the first time that I cut. And what I realized is that as I sat there watching the blood ooze from my arm, I felt a sense of relief, which I have now learned that those were endorphins. And I did not know this at the time. I just knew that I was angry. I cut myself and I felt better. And so that became a thing every opportunity. It was like second nature. Anytime something happened or I get pissed off, I would grab something sharp. Didn't matter what it is. And I would just cut. Um, I, I'll, I'll try to show you to those that can see. I don't know if you can see that that well, but I do have scars all over my arm. Um, it's been a long time. So there, a lot of them have um, faded over the years. Um, I even have a perfect circle right here where I literally put a cigarette out on my arm. Um, I used to smoke cigarettes when I was younger. Why? No reason. Just because other people were doing it. You know, it was, it was dumb. Uh, but I did it and I was angry and I just got angry, turned around and went, and, you know, just let it burn my flesh. And people always thought that it was odd that I was doing that stuff, but I didn't because it became kind of normal to me. It's what I knew how to do. And it's seemed to be working for me. Um, I didn't have 
high self-esteem. I did not really have much love for myself. Uh, so I didn't see that I was hurting myself instead of loving myself. I was oblivious to all that. When we are when we are survivors of abuse and we are carrying this emotional pain inside of us and we don't know what to do with it, it lives you know, within us and it comes out in how we think, how we speak, how we act in every way. And I was oblivious to that. So, I mean, I even remember a time where I was in a hotel room with the man that I should not have been with. And I don't remember what happened. I just remember being angry because I was like high off of who knows what, drunk off of who knows what. And I just remember getting really angry. So I went into, I grabbed an ashtray, went into the bathroom, threw it so it would shatter, grabbed a piece and stood in the mirror. And that's when I cut myself again. And I think that was like, I don't know if you can see this one, probably not, but I did it on my arms up here. It was one of the biggest ones that I had done. So I have quite a few up here and they're all on my right arm. And the reason why they're on my right arm, I'm, I'm sorry, my left arm, they are on my left arm. And that reason is because I am right-handed. So um, that was just something naturally. I didn't think of that before I started. It just, I, and I want to tell you this because if you have a child or someone that you know is cutting or could be cutting, if you notice that they are covering up one arm, which is something I used to do, um, I had one of those, I don't know what you call them, like a gauze wrap, a reusable gauze wrap. And I used to always cover my left arm. And one of the teachers that I went to school, that I was in school with in um, eighth grade, I remember she noticed it and she made a comment about it. And I just shrugged it off. I was like, oh yeah, I just, I just got hurt, cut myself. But she didn't, I could tell by the look in her face, she was skeptical, but, but she left it alone after that. I don't know if she called my mom. I don't know if she did anything else, but, um, I, I find myself thinking sometimes, you know, looking back, like I, if she were to have just pushed forward, if she were to have just maybe took me aside and asked me some questions, if she were to have just asked me to unwrap my arm, you know, the gauze for my arm, if she were to have just tried a little harder, maybe I would have been saved. But <clears throat> I've learned that thinking that way is not helpful. It's not. It, nothing, it doesn't make me feel good thinking about, oh, I would have, could have, should have that doesn't work. So when I find myself doing that, I snap out of it. I say, I, I change it. I cancel that. And then I change it into, because uh, I do believe that God has a plan for me and my life. And I believe that everything that I went through was for a purpose. I have chosen to live my entire life using my past pain for a purpose. And that's what I'm doing right here, right now, is I am sharing with all of you, with the entire world, about what I did, about how I used to cut myself, who, what, when, where, how, and why, um, because I want everyone out there to know that this is something that happens way too often, and we need to be more mindful of the clues and what to look for because we need to save our children. Um, yeah. And I, I do want to get into some research because I found a lot of important information that I really want to share with everyone. Some of it was even new to me that I wasn't even unaware of. People cut as a coping mechanism. According to Cornell University's Self-Injury and Recovery Research and Resources, self-harm can be a way for a person to feel something when experiencing numbness or to distract themselves from depression or anxiety. Some people cut to create a wound that can symbolize their emotional pain, while others use cutting as a way to avoid telling loved ones about their feelings. The journal 
of the American Board of Family Medicine estimates that one to 4% of adults and approximately 15% of teens in the United States engage in self-harm. <clears throat> College students appear to be the group at the greatest risk with rates ranging from 17 to 35%. But self-harm isn't limited to a group, gender, or age. Psychologist Dr. Sin, PhD and owner of NYC Family Therapy, says children as young as 9 and 10, teens, college students, and even adults in their 40s and 50s cut themselves. Self-injury can mirror substance addiction because it's a form of self-medication that someone may crave and may have trouble stopping. People who cut often describe a specific type of high relief, connectedness, or sense of calm. Dr. Sin also explains that endorphins energize us so we can take actions to avoid the hurt and discomfort. This impacts not just the physical pain we experience, but also the emotional pain. And that, you know, makes sense as to what I was telling you prior with my own personal experience. I knew that I felt good after doing it. And now we know that that was because of the endorphins. An NPR article reports that cutting dates back to ancient Greece as a coping mechanism. I did not know that. So that was very interesting. And I wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, research also agrees that rates of NSSI have increased over the last decade and a half. But studies on the topic are somewhat new and rates are hard to assess. <clears throat> so that's some information for you about cutting its coping mechanism. And um, <clears throat> I have, I want to be honest with you here. I have a thing when it comes to coping. And the reason why is because I have a passion to heal the world. I want to help people that have been abused like I have. I want to help people that don't know the things that I had to learn the hard way. I've done the hard work and I want to share that with you so you can realize how precious you are. So you can realize that you do not deserve to carry the pain from someone else's wrong choices that hurt you. I really want to help everyone out there just understand um, that you have power inside of you, whether you realize it or see it or not. You have power inside of you to rise above this. This is coping. Cutting is coping. And it's not getting to the root of the problem. It's just you're not even really treating symptoms. If anything, you're causing additional harm because you're hurting yourself. Um, because I have this strong passion to heal the world, I choose to promote healing, true healing. So you never have to experience things like this again. And that doesn't mean that we won't experience future life events because we will. That's, that's what life is, is a series of events. But when you understand your power and you understand that you have the ability to heal yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually, when things happen, you are better equipped to handle these events as they come into your life. Now I want to talk to you about um, solutions. Um, I myself encourage my clients to not treat the symptoms, but rather identify the root cause of these symptoms that you know are causing you to want to cut yourself. Some may already know what is plaguing them, while others may be completely oblivious, and that's okay. Um, I know that sometimes abuse will happen, and your mind will react in a defense mechanism way where it'll block it out. 
but I've noted the people that I've come across, I've noticed that they sense it. They know it's there, but they don't know what it consists of. They have an idea. Um, so that could very well be a root cause of to some of the symptoms that you're experiencing. Um, there is also a way to discover events of your past that could benefit from healing. And that, you know, that may be tied to the reason why you cut or harm yourself. Uh, creating a timeline like a, of your entire life is very effective at, ident at identifying root causes of mental illness symptoms. <clears throat> And so I encourage you to try that. I have that in my book. Um, if you want to know what more about this timeline, you know, by all means, send me a message. I will have links and everything, you know, in the description, in the comments, all that good stuff, uh, because I want to make myself available to you. I want to make myself available to uh, caregivers that have children that are cutting themselves. I've been there and I just want nothing more than to help you realize how precious you are, how special you are, even though you might not feel that way. It's a lie. That feeling, those thoughts that you have are lies of negativity that are not true. It's just something that happens when we experienced abuse and it's not our fault, but we can fix it together. We can fix it. And I really, really want to help you do that because you deserve to know what it feels like to live in the light. And as we come to the end of this show, I want to thank everyone for listening and watching today's episode. Uh, please comment with what resonated with you and feel free to invite your friends and family to like and follow on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube. You can also listen on all major podcast platforms and I appreciate all of your reviews. So thank you so much for that. And today I want to leave you with this quote. Take a hard look at your self-inflicted cuts burns, scratches, and bruises. Each one represents a battle within yourself that you lost. And now is the time to reclaim your power and make the solemn vow that you will treat yourself from this point forward in a loving way that you deserve. You are so much more precious than you realize. I'm Tiffany Patlin, signing off until the next episode. Take care, everybody. Bye.